Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. Just a quick reminder that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, just reach out to us as we know many people in the industry. All right, today you're joined myself, Oscar, and fellow founder of the Finance Bible, always Zeke, who's waving to no one in the studio right now. Thank you. Um, Mate, good to be back for another episode. Today we're going to talk about something which is actually quite a pretty big, important um, topic for the younger listeners ourselves. We're in this age group. By younger, we're going to be talking between zero and 30 years old. Zero. So all you all you people out there with newborns, put the ear- earphones in while they're asleep, get them listening, start their financial journey today. Well, they have 20 years, but the, the podcast is about we're wanting to share tips, the tips and tricks of you know, your 20s and what to do, how to build your wealth um, and what you shouldn't really worry about because you're so young and you have all this time. So we'll have a few different points which we're going to talk about um, and kind of just and help you get ready to you know, start your financial journey and put yourselves in the right right position possible for you to, to build upon. So, mate, first things first, when you're in your 20s, you, it's an exciting time. You, know, you, you finish school when you're 18. Um, first year after school was kind of just a bit of a, well, for me, it was a bit of a blur. I literally just had fun, had a part-time job, probably working one or two days a week. Don't know how, I don't even know how I could afford things if I was like one or two days a week. But, you know, just having a bit of a, a party, I reckon my 18, 19, and 20. Huge, if true. <laughs> well, it is true. It's what happened. Well, there you go. Um, but like hitting your 20s, it's kind of a, a bit of a milestone because you have 10 years to kind of build up your foundation. So it's kind of like building a house. I refer to your 20s as the Bahamas. <laughs> everything happens in your 20s and everything happens in the Bahamas. Yeah. Everything, you name it, it's happened. <laughs> what the hell's happened in the Bahamas? What hasn't happened in the Bahamas? Right. Exactly. Some of your calls are just... Um, well, okay, let's say we're in the Bahamas. We want to build the foundation for the future. And the, the 20s is the way to do that. And It is the Bahamas. A lot of people in the Bahamas, that is, miss out in their 20s and just party, party, spend money, money, money. You hit your 30s, you hit your mid-30s. And you speak to them today, people who have been in that position. I've met a couple individuals myself who have had that experience. Their number one regret is going to the Bahamas. Going to the Bahamas in their twenties and not planning, you know, for their thirties, forties, not building that foundation. So we are big believers that the twenties is the most important age age bracket to start the foundations. In your 20s, you're still young. First thing to get off the list, you can take risks. Yeah. It's okay. You're pretty well going to recover from whatever you do financially. If you go out and you make a mistake, you buy a crap share or whatever it is, chances are you're not going to be like bankrupt from it in 50 years' time. You're going to be okay. You've got time. And you'll learn from it. You'll learn why you, why the share didn't perform. You know Why was it potentially good? Why was it bad? Uh, and then you just adapt from that. So next time you look at a, a stock looking for something which didn't have the attributes of the one before. So on that note, you'd look at invest, invest, invest. And also investing is a is a key part of it, but also what are you passionate about? Like do you want to go traveling? Do you want to move cities? What do you want to do? Like Zeke, Zeke and myself, for example, 
we both moved to Sydney at a, I was a year and a half ago now, Zeke was probably the same. So early twenties, we both moved different cities. um, And that was a risk that I was willing to take, even though I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. And Zeke's the same situation, but it's, you know, it's paid off. And if, even if it didn't work, worst case scenario would be, oh, I'll just move back home. Like I'm still young. I don't have time. My life isn't over. Like I can still plan, I can still build a career of whatever I want to do. But you know, even if it's that, go for a gap year, go live in you know, Europe for two years, whatever you want to do, just you have time, live your life. Take a few risks, do what you've got to do. If you're yeah. passionate about going to Europe, go to Europe. Risk it for the biscuit. Investing in your early years is really important. As a 20-year-old, you know, well, I started investing as an 18-year-old, oh. compounded over two or three years, and that's how I was able to get my first property. You know, you've got plenty of time for compounding to occur when you're in your 20s or before your 20s. Yeah, there was a, I was on TikTok the other day and there was a lady, I forgot her name, but she was getting interviewed and she said the, she showed like the power of compounding. And I was speaking to Lockie, um, my girlfriend at home the other night about it because it was pretty interesting. We were saying, um, what the, the lady said, she said, all right, if a 20 year old invested $100 per month into NASDAQ, for example, or just like a, you know, ETF, ETF, generic ETF, at the age of 65, they would have a bit of a, they would have an asset base of a million dollars and a bit more just through compound interest. But if that 20 year old waited 10 years to start investing, instead of the 1 million, they'd have around 400,000. So it's literally a $600,000 difference for 10 years. Damn. Which is pretty insane. And that's just through the NASDAQ. Like imagine if you put it in different investment options which return higher. So that's pretty pretty impressive. 200 a week. Yeah, 300. Imagine, yeah. But it just shows investing while you're young is is actually vital. A really big one that I want to touch on is not to rush into things. I'm talking a few different things here. First of all, impulse spending. Um, you know, I want a PS5, going and buying that PS5 right now. Um, wait two, three, four weeks. If you still want it after that, buy it. Go ahead. It's probably going to add value. Oh, but what if you're waiting you know, a year pre-sale before it comes out? You want it for a whole year, just go get it. Oh, yeah. If you've wanted it for a whole year, fair enough. <laughs> but I'm saying if you decide, oh, I want something and you just go buy it. The amount of times I've done that in my previous years where... Um, Do you going to say your previous life? I, I can't even think of an example, but there's dozens of them. You just... Wake up, you see something, oh, I want that. You buy it. And then a week later, you're like, what the heck? Yeah. Or then it goes on special for Black Friday or something. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it literally drops. Um, so impulse spending is one. The next one is family. Don't rush into pumping out kids. Yeah, that's a big one because kids are expensive. Yeah. And along with So that, I've heard. Oh, so okay. I've heard. They are, mate. And with that, hand in hand, don't go rushing into purchasing an owner-occupied house. Family and houses are very, very expensive. They're a long-term commitment. So if you go ahead and rush into something like that, chances are you're going to be worse off uh, than a lot of people and you will regret it. Well, well you may not regret it. Yeah, well, depending where you you'll buy You'll love it. your kid, but financially you'll probably regret it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> like with, with buying on your occupier house, obviously there's good pockets, bad pockets. You know, some places might build up a lot of equity in one or two years' time, and you can pull that out and service an investment property. 
and start it that way. So there are pros to the cons, but yeah, look, families, I want to have my own family one day, but I'm not, rush, not rushing into it because I know that if I had, <laughs> if I had kid, I don't even want to think about it <laughs> right now. <laughs> but if I did, mate, oh, it'd be expensive. So yeah, yeah you, you, I picture your kid running around in bloody Louis Vuitton flip flops and stuff, mate. He's that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I love that. I definitely will not be having a kid ever. Yeah, right. So all your female fans listening, they've, they've just crossed you off their list. Well, don't count me out. But I'm, not, I'm not providing children. Uh, all right, next one. Um, moving on from those comments. Have a blow account, a splurge account, um, a, a fun account. A quick disclaimer. <laughs> have a blow account, a fun account. We're talking about money to spend. We're not talking about an actual I th- blow. I think only your, I think only your mind is going that way. No, can confirm. A lot of listeners have been querying. Oh, um, we'll put a, we'll put a survey up. But have a, have a separate account that when you get paid or when you get a dividend or when you get your rental income, whatever your, whatever income is coming through, pop percentage of that income to to your account where you just you're happy to spend your money maybe you go out for beers with the boys mm. go to the movies go to the gold class get some cocktails go to the oh. footy go go-karting play golf whatever you do go on a holiday yeah the list goes on they're all things that we've done in the last couple of weeks yeah <laughs> that's why i get that in my head that's why i just list them out but if you have a different account but you have a splurge account and just throw money into that account each week whenever you get paid fortnightly monthly so you don't have to worry about you know having fun having fun you can in the back of your mind if one of your mates is saying oh let's go let's go jet skiing or let's go water skiing this weekend you don't think twice you say yep straddle up get in the car and off we go yeah if you've got a if you're trying to plan an overseas trip or whatever it is feel free to spend that money like if you've got money actually saved up ready to go dedicated to spending you don't feel as bad when you do it um but yeah can confirm the boys like to spend a bit of money here and there because what is the point of money if you're not having fun with it um yeah that's actually a bloody good point thanks mate so with that you need to be agile with your cash flow you need to to be aware of um expenses you need to have buffers and stuff in place and ready to um spend more someone sometimes than other times like if you've got rego coming up or a large bill or an insurance for your home or something like that, things that are like two, three, four grand coming up, you need to have that kind of buffer built in ready to go, um, especially while you're young. If you suffer a medical event or something, chances are you're not going to have insurance as a 20-year-old. So you need that kind of buffer ready to go. Yeah, always have a bit of a safety barrier at all times, I reckon. Because, yeah, like you said, there's been, when I was a bit younger, there's been cases of, um, you know, big payments come up and I haven't planned accordingly. Mm. And then all of a sudden you've got like 20 bucks and you're, you're literally thinking, how do I, when do I get paid next? Come on, let's go, mm. hurry up. So yeah, always have a safety net because that's literally vital. And we've, we've learned through COVID as well with people who couldn't work or got stood Job down. Stability. That's um, a big thing. And who knows if that's going to happen ever again. But if something else happens like a zombie apocalypse or something, you know, you gotta be ready. Only God knows. Only God knows, like Bieber always says. Another good one is consumer debt. So as we always say here, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Good debt, 
you know, we use leveraging from the bank's money, investing in property, bad debt, consumer debt. So, you know, you want to buy that. I'll always go back to that dress. You want to buy that $5,000 dress. Mm. Look, it may be good. You may be happy with it. You wear it once and then all of a sudden you're over it. But you spend five grand on it. Credit card's almost maxed out. You got five grand in there to pay back. Um, and it goes on. You get a TV, whatever, whatever you want. Like Zeke said before, PlayStation. They're examples of consumer debt. If you can't afford it, don't get it. Like if you can't afford it twice, I normally say, there's no reason for you to actually purchase it. And I know credit cards, a lot of people do have credit cards, myself included, and they are a false sense of security when it comes to spending on items. So always double check your actual bank account, not your credit card limit, because anyone can buy anything with their credit card. But consumer debt is what will literally help you service a property and help you not service a property if you go down that path. The final one, we're just doing a short and sharp one today, uh, just keeping everyone happy and giving some quick information over a quick time frame. Don't be a sheep. As simple as that. I don't need to say too much more on that. There's goats and the sheep. Be a goat, always. LeBron, Jordan. Scott Penderbury. Ronaldo, be a goat. No no time for sheep. If one of your mates is buying Gucci flip-flops, don't do it. Yeah, look, there's there's no need. Are <laughs> you staring at me like that? <laughs> there's no need to, to follow the follow the herd. You want to, um, well, people may not, but I know myself and Zeke, we want to get out of that rat race, want to get out of that you know, sheep mentality of the typical individual. Um, you know, run your own race. Don't follow someone if they're buying those flip-flops, if they're buying the next big phone or whatever it may be. Um, because if you do that, you're just purchasing it to make other people happy, to see you wearing it, thinking you're cool. Um, and down the track with consumer debt as well, it probably just all adds up. So very good point to finish off there. Being a sheep is, is bad. <laughs> you're joking. That is so bad. You're, that's, that's so what? Bad. Oh, I'm not bad. even trying that again. That's so shit. I will not be editing that out either. That is so bad. I hate myself now. <laughs> well, let's end it, it on came, that note. It just came up. Let's end it on that note. It just came up as soon as I said bad. Wow. All, All right. right. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll catch you all next time yeah. for another, another episode. But until then, keep budgeting, keep investing, and, and keep, keep listening. listening.